welcome to the show, everyone. My name is Jacob, and I'm a sports guy. My name is Tim, and I am not a sports guy. That's right, Tim. You are not a sports guy. You are the mascot for the podcast. Without you, we're not here. No, you just call the show a sports guy, and it'd just be you talking sports. Doesn't that sound that does that sound fun to you though? Would you tune into that show if it was like just me talking? Would I tune into yeah, a show you? about you talking sports? <laughs> really? Is, are you really asking me that right now? Because I mean, I figured maybe you would support I, your friend and yeah, but I am not a sports guy. At the risk of sounding cliche here, it just what interest would I have in listening to you? Just, I mean that's sense. fair, but you wouldn't even support me as a friend. I, I mean, might, I, I try to I mean, support I, all my friends. I might press the play button and then just turn the volume down. <laughs> just like listen to like just the first half. That's like not really about sports just yet. Exactly. Kind of just get the entertaining I mean, parts and then get out. If I'm being honest, that's what I do when I listen back to this episode. Anyways, I just kind of don't let to the people talk. know that. Don't let the people <laughs> know that. Wow. I just got to make sure I sound good. I don't really care what you say. You do sound good. Every single episode, you sound great. You got a good microphone, Tim. I'm trying to live up to your expectations. You know, I'm trying to live up My to expectations, your expectations don't, don't worry. My expectations for you are very low, if that makes you feel like Why better. is that? Because I'm the substitute? <laughs> That's because I'm not the actual teacher here? I'm just kidding. Good. I'm glad you're kidding, Tim, because that would hurt my feelings. Because you know, I I try to represent the sports guy half of the show. You know, that's a you know. I'm glad you said that because I feel like a, there's been a handful of times this season where you've checked in on me as the the one representing the not a sports guys, right? And right. I wish there was a better way to say that. I just feel so stupid when I say that, but. I've never checked in with you. How do you feel? Do you feel like you do a good job representing the sports guy? The average I think the average Joe. The as average you may Joe. Want. Yeah. The average well, thank Jacob. you for asking. I've been waiting all season for this moment. I'm sorry, it's taken me this long. I just feel so selfish. I recognize that it's this this whole time it's just been exclusively about me. Today to the name of the episode A sports is what? guy. A sports guy. There you Not go. Not a sports I'll guy, a sports guy. <laughs> well, Tim, I appreciate um, you thinking about me for the first time in 23 weeks. Um, you, uh, you've you completely neglected me until now, but that's okay. That's okay, Tim. I'm not upset about it. Um, I am doing all right. I'm a, I'm a pretty big critic, though, of myself and the things I say, I often go back and listen to other episodes that we've released, especially on record days, like on like a day like today, I'll go back. I'll listen to last week's episode. I may even kind of turn on, you know, a, a few episodes from the past just to kind of pump myself up, get back into the groove of everything. And I'll occasionally just kind of listen to myself talk about basketball. I'm just like, dude, you are, you just don't have it. You don't have what it takes. But I feel like I've done a good job. You know, I really, I'm not claiming to be an expert of any sorts here. All I'm trying to do is help a friend 
become a sports guy. So we can be closer in that aspect. I mean, we're already yeah. close without the sports, but I feel like this podcast has brought us closer as friends. You know, we've been able to actually discuss sports this season, and I'm just excited for the future to see kind of what, you know, this this show can bring our friendship because we've gone to a freaking Hawks game together this season. We've done a taco challenge for All-Star Weekend. You know, we've talked about doing some basketball videos prior to the end of the season. I mean, you know, our yeah. friendship has blossomed even more. Good word. Because of this show. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm just happy that I can kind of share my thoughts and opinions on sports with you. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to do on here. I don't claim to know the most about anything, uh, but I think I've had a pretty fun time. What about yourself? Well, we've talked about where I stand, but uh, you know, to keep the, the conversation on you for a second, I want to just encourage you. And first of all, you know, recognize that yes, you from the beginning never came in here acting like you did know everything. Um, mm-hmm. So you haven't like let me down or I, don't think the listeners in that like we're we don't have high expectations for you in that regard um so you've done a great job and then also of course i certainly do feel like you've taught me a lot about basketball i i, I mean leagues more than what i knew uh prior to the season so right. well done you've done you have come you had a goal and you have accomplished it and we're not even done wow. with the season so um wow. Yeah, I don't know. So take that, you know, be be your own worst critic, if you will. But uh, I think you're doing a great job. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, I've, I've tried to bring an entertaining show to everyone at the same time, trying to help you kind of gain more understanding of the game of basketball as well as kind of what's going on in the NBA because it can be fun. You know, uh, it's funny because at the beginning of the season, you had mentioned you wanted to be able to talk about basketball in just conversation, you know, uh, with colleagues or, you know, networking events or just friends in general, just kind of be able to just chit chat about basketball. And I feel like you've been able to do that during, you know, a few different, uh, conversations. And then, you know, the one kind of networking event you had gone to, (laughs) they just started talking football. And so it's like, well, Hey, we're going to cover that eventually. Well, and actually, uh, an update on the situation. I had another um, like business meeting, if you will, today. Okay, all and right. I actually kicked off the conversation. I was like, "You guys have been keeping up with the playoffs," and so we Ooh. talked. We talked some Hawks. Um, okay, kind of got to tell some folks about the podcast and how I'm following the Nets. That's kind of oh, my wow. team this year, and um, so yeah, we got to talk a little bit. And, and I felt I was kind of leading the conversation. I was like, "Man, this Ooh. is this is crazy. What's happening here?" So I felt, him I felt leading special. the sports talk, man. So will you will, like if the podcast ended right now? Could you look back at it and say it was a success because of that oh, yeah, reason? A thousand percent. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. I, I there's obviously so much more to learn. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you you could effectively take the training wheels off and push me down the you know the street, and I would be fine. Like I I. Wow. I can navigate my myself till the end of the season here. Um, so that's why today's our last episode of the season. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I certainly feel so, like I said, so far ahead of where I was. I I know what's going on. Like I I'm excited about how the season's going to end. You know those kind of things. So right. 
Wow. Well, you know, that makes me happy because, you know, like you said, that was really a goal of ours here starting this podcast was to get you to feel comfortable with jumping into conversations like that because that was just something you feel you felt left out with when it came to uh, conversation. So here we are. You've done it, Tim. You've you've gotten to a point where you can carry yourself to the end, but we're not stopping here. We still have plenty of playoff basketball to uh, to cover, and we've got plenty of other sports seasons to cover as well. So without further ado, Tim, let's jump into this week's episode. It's episode 23. Uh, if you're not already following us on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, follow us all at Not a Sports Guy Podcast. So, Tim, let's jump into some playoff basketball talk. All right, Timbo, here we are. It is playoff time. Last episode, we had filled out our complete bracket. Uh, of who we thought was going to win it all, you thought Nets were going to take it all the way this year. I'm I'm Team Suns. Uh, what was your finals? Was it Suns Nets? It was Suns Nets. To 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 be clear, I for the wager, I I'm putting Nets. Do I think the Nets will actually win? And I'm sorry if I didn't make that clear. I don't think they would. I just felt like. I've got to put my money on the Nets because they're my team. Okay. I but I I do want to just let the listeners know I don't. Maybe that's I shouldn't say that, but I don't think I believe in them that much. What if they had won two games against the Celtics? Would you feel more confident about this pick? I, I suppose it would depend on how much they won, but like how are they playing? You know, because if they're mm-hmm. close games. Probably not. Wouldn't feel any different. Um, right. I, I still feel confident that they could actually maybe beat the Celtics at right. this point. But I mean, obviously, um, you know, recording this on Wednesday, they just lost the second game to the Celtics. So the off to a not great start. Um, I still I'm holding on to hope. I think the Nets have the potential to certainly beat them. But mm-hmm. do I think they would win against the Suns? Really? No. But if they make it that far. All my money's there, you know. Yeah, that's true. So. I like it. You know, you, you've it was a it was more of a heart bet than anything. I feel like, but you you've got confidence in your team this year, and I respect it. I do respect it. Um, I went with the Suns winning it against the Seventy Sixers in the finals. Um, you know, I feel like last week, I'm like when I went back and listened to it, I really wish that I would have bet that the Bucks would have beat the Nets in the second round um, instead of going Nets all the way to the East Finals. But it is what it is now. I can't go back um, because, I don't know, I just, you know, the Nets obviously have gone down two games to the Celtics already, so it's not looking good for them. If they could have at least taken one game from the Celtics in Boston, that would have really looked good. But now they're going to have to win two in Brooklyn and then go back and win another one. So it's going to be difficult for them, but it's definitely a road that the Nets could handle. Uh, but before we jump into all of that talk about all the bracket and, and and all the games that have been played already, we are going to talk about some of the finalists for some of the NBA awards. Um, 
One award has already been given out. It is the Defensive Player of the Year Award, um, and that went to Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. I think he was one of the first point guards to win this award uh, since Gary Payton, so uh, that was definitely a pretty big uh, win for him. Um, but no other awards have been given out at this point of the season. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through some of these awards, some of the nominees, and we may kind of give our opinion on who we think will win it. So let's start it, Tim, with the coach of the year. Now, this one is a little different because obviously you're, you're just that's one thing we really haven't talked about this season are coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, I'll give you some of the coaches. You tell me uh, who you think might win it, and I'll kind of explain, you know, why they may be nominated. So here we go. First nominee is Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies. Obviously, the Grizz, uh, Grizzlies have had a huge year, finished with the second-best record in the NBA, and uh, are currently tied with the Timberwolves uh, in their series in the first round, definitely a team that has been you know turned around since the last few seasons. So that's why he's one of the nominees. Next up, we have Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat again, leading the Heat to the number one seed in the East with an East that's stacked this year. You've got Heat, 76ers, Bucks, Nets. Bulls. I mean, that's a stacked East, and and he was able to lead the Heat to the number one seed. He's also, you know, potent. I don't. Th- I'm not gonna say potentially. I'm gonna say for sure he's a Hall of Fame coach. Um, and then we have Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns again, leading the Suns to literally the best record in the NBA. Obviously, they went to the finals last year, so they're kind of, uh, you know rebounding in a really good way this season, keeping the heat, well, not the Miami heat, but, you know, keeping the heat on the suns, making sure that they're doing well this year. So Tim, out of those three coaches uh, from the Grizzlies, the heat and the suns, who do you think might have the best odds of winning the coach of the year? Or or how about this? Who do you think deserves coach of the year this year? Um, well, as much as I feel like I have learned from this season, Mm-hmm. This one I'd feel pretty unqualified to answer just because I I don't know enough about previous seasons or their previous experience right. to know kind of what like what have they brought to the table. I mean, you mentioned the Grizzlies and how they've kind of really made a strong case for themselves, you know, versus last season. Whereas the Suns, you know, they were obviously in the playoffs last year i i don't know much about the heat in their mm-hmm. you know m- more recent years um so i i don't i don't know i mean just based on looking at this like my experience this season mm-hmm. i would say not not the sun's coach and i'm sorry i don't remember i know Monty taylor Williams. jenkins was the only well, name that i remember and he's for the grizzlies correct um monty williams okay is his name i I don't think. I mean, obviously, they're the best team. I don't know because see, see that they they had the highest record in the NBA. So, I mean, I think that should say a lot. But I mean, how much of that do you credit to that? Do you give to the coach versus the the team? Right? I mean, right. If they're able to consistently, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying the coach is not important, but right. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go Taylor Jenkins with the Memphis Grizzlies as my pick for coach of the year. Again, I, you know, I don't really know all the things that kind of go into this pick, but I will say this Grizzlies a few years ago were one of the worst teams in the NBA. And here you go this year uh, with them making it into the two seed in the West. They would have been a one seed in the East, you know, with their record. So if you ask me, I'm going to go Taylor Jenkins coach of the year. He's, you know, obviously the the Grizzlies. I mean, to go twenty and two without Jaw. I mean, this team is good. You know, so so do we uh, know how long Taylor Jenkins has been with the team though? I personally don't know. I can look it up real quick though. Again, some of the uh, some of the expert NBA fans uh, may know that off the top of their head. Um, it looks like. Let's see. So he has been with the Grizzlies since 2019. So he's been there um, for a few years now. And if you ask me, they're in a completely different spot than where they were when he started. Right. And I guess the reason why I ask is it's it's not like he's been there for 10 years. And Jaw, among other players, joined the team. And that's what turned around. It it was, you can credit a lot of it to him. Okay. Yeah. So I'll give it to Taylor Jenkins. I think that's a fair NBA coach of the year. I wouldn't be upset if Monty Williams uh, won it with the Suns because, again, finishing with the unbelievable record that they have, uh, you know, you got to give credit to the coaching as well. So wouldn't be upset if he won it either. Next up, again, we've already covered uh, the NBA Defensive Player of the Year, went to Marcus Smart. Let's go on to the Kia NBA Most Improved Player. Um, we have Darius Garland from the Cleveland Cavaliers. We have Ja Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies and DeJounte Murray from the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs. Uh, those are the three finalists for the most improved player. Um, again, this is something uh, that you may not have much of a say in because you weren't following the NBA last year. Uh, so you mm-hmm. don't really know how these players were playing last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Darius Garland has stepped up to the plate uh, with the Cavs, uh, you know, with their starting point guard and Colin Sexton going down very early in the season. Darius Garland had to kind of take over and be one of the leaders on the team for the Cavs um, and, you know, played hard enough to get them into the play-in tournament. Unfortunately, I think injuries kind of hurt their season, especially coming to uh, to the end of it. Uh, and then you've got John Morant with the Grizzlies, literally. I mean, he was injured for a, you know, for a good bit of, of I guess, the second half of the season, you know. Um, but he's obviously been the MVP for the Grizzlies here. And then DeJounte Murray with the Spurs. I mean, he is definitely their number one at the Spurs. Again, playing hard enough to get them into the play-in tournament, you know, out, outplaying the the Lakers to get into it. And so, um, you know, with this pick, I'll probably go Darius Garland. Um, again, you can't be upset okay. about Ja or Murray. Uh, but again, I mean, we're talking about a guy that played on a Cavs team last year that was absolutely awful. And then you come in and expect him to step into this bigger role because Colin Sexton goes out and uh, he literally leads them into the play-in tournament. You know, obviously they mm-hmm. couldn't make it past it, which is sad. But I mean, if you ask me, this guy right here, Darius Garland, and I watched the games that he played for the play-in tournament. 
this guy is serious. Yeah, I can see him being a true contender in the next next few seasons. I'm I, I think he has got what it takes. Okay. So do you have anything to say about any of those players? I I mean my I think I would have given it to Jaw partially okay. because I'm biased. But also, again, based on my experience, I didn't see him play last year. And even then, when I kind of got into it this year, we started, of course, you know, a month into it. And I want to say one of the first games I watched was against the Cavs. At this point, he was already starting. So I never got to see him kind of step into that role. It was just Mm -hmm. he's always been in my, you know, my eyes and my experience. He's always been with the Cavs and the Cavs haven't surprised me any this year you know what i mean so like i don't so that that you know kind of looking at for for, whereas like with the grizzlies they were we weren't talking about them at the beginning of the season and and, Mm -hmm. you know john morant kind of came up out of nowhere so that's that's kind of my rationale but yeah i mean again without prior knowledge prior experience it's just kind of hard for me to really give a valuable two cents you know yeah no that's fair and and it's funny because you had mentioned that the cavaliers for you have always just kind of been a good team this year. It's funny because last year, going into this year, I want to say people were expecting the Cavs to win like 20 games, you know? And they ended okay. up winning in the 40s, you know, mm-hmm. doubling their expectations. Okay. And on top of that, having like their star point guard out. So it's right. kind of like, wow, the fact that they were able to come in and and have such a great season, really, you know, have just a young core um, to their team and, and be able to make it this far. I mean, I can only imagine where they're going to go in the next few seasons. Obviously, that's if, you know, the organization is is making the right moves and hopefully Colin Sexton right. comes back and can just fit right back in. You know, we'll have to see what happens. But I, I'll go Darius Garland. You'll go Ja. We'll see who ends up winning the most improved player. It's going to be DeJounte Murray. Well, yeah, the one player that we don't <laughs> even consider. Um. All right, I'll save I'll save that one for last. Okay, here we go. Kia NBA Rookie of the Year. We have Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors. We have Cade Cunningham of the Detroit Pistons, and we have Evan Mobley of the Cleveland Cavaliers. This one may be kind of an easy pick. I feel like everyone's expecting Evan Mobley to win this award. Uh, throughout the season, we covered the rookie ladder nearly you know every other episode or so and uh we even our first nba uh weekly wager went down uh, and it was evan mobley against scotty barnes seeing who could out rebound the other one in in mm-hmm. you know the the next week of games and uh so yeah i my pick here is evan mobley it seems like he's been on top when he's healthy of course i know he's been hurt throughout the season but whenever he's playing he's always been on top of the rookie ladder again another one of those core pieces for the Cavaliers um but we've got Scotty Barnes and and Cade Cunningham who have also had pretty good seasons you know I mean the Raptors are still in it facing the 76ers right now Pistons obviously one of the worst teams in the league if not the worst team in the league um, and then the Cavs again making it to the play-in. So, if you had to give your vote for Rookie of the Year, who are you giving it to? If I'm being honest, uh, probably Evan. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan Mobley. There you go. <laughs> um, 
But uh, do you know, for sake of consistency, I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, stick man. with Scotty Barnes. You know, that's where <laughs> stick I'm, with I'm your hoping. boy. Yeah, it's not funny. that there's anything riding on this, but right, right. It's yet. uh What are you trying to say? I'm trying to throw ten, some money I, down? I bet you ten dollars. Ten dollars that Scotty Barnes wins it. I'm down, dude. I'm I'm all in on Evan Mobley. I've been all in on Evan Mobley uh, since we talked about the rookie ladder. So I'm all in on Evan Mobley. Uh, but Kate Cunningham, man, as the number one pick, not even not even finishing his rookie of the year. You know, I mean, again, this is one of your first seasons watching. The first season that you're really watching. You know, is it a, as a new viewer? We're did you have expectations for the number one pick in Cade Cunningham? Uh, Cade Cunningham. I know you didn't know of him. You did. We didn't really cover the draft at all prior to the season, so you probably didn't even really know who he was. Um, but like going into next season, whoever's the number one pick, are you expecting them to kind of, you know, be the best rookie of the class, or you know, does no this kind of? Yeah. We'll have yeah, to consider you, that, I guess, when we look at the draft. Right. Because I want to say Mobley went third to the Cavs. So, and here he okay. is having the best year uh, for a rookie. But I mean, that's not to say Cade didn't have a good year. It's not to say Scotty didn't. I mean, they obviously mm-hmm. were the best rookies out of uh, out of the class. So, I'm excited to kind of look at next year's rookies um, and see what they can do, man. Because I'm excited to to jump into it. So, I'm going Evan for rookie of the year. You're going Scotty Barnes. We'll see who ends up winning it. Uh, next up, we have. The Kia NBA Sixth Man of the Year Award. Um, we have three contestants here, three finalists, I should call them. We have Tyler Hero from the Miami Heat. We have Cam Johnson of the Phoenix Suns. And we have Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers. A lot of Cavs nominated this year um, and finalists in some of these um, awards. Um I'm going to go Tyler Hero here with the Miami Heat. I mean, it's kind of crazy that he's the sixth man or considered a sixth man. I mean, it's not because he is coming off the bench. But if you look at it, dude, he is putting up like starter minutes as a sixth man. Mm. Um, So he's definitely getting out there. I mean, the Heat are number one uh, seed in the East. He's he's been playing really well uh, this entire season. I mean, Cam Johnson obviously came in, played a big part for the Suns. Um, Kevin Love, obviously the vet in Cleveland, kind of doing what he can coming off the bench. But, I mean, I think it's just – I think this is another easy easy pick for me. Tyler Hero with the Miami Heat. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. I mean, I'm just not familiar enough with really any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, even Tyler Hero, to be honest. Uh, just haven't watched enough Heat until – you know, the playoffs here now with them playing against the Hawks. Right. Um, but I've heard his name a lot. I've seen him out there a lot. So sure. We'll give it to him. Let's do it. All right. Final award, Tim, another one that we've been covering the entire season. We have the Kia NBA most valuable player. The MVP finalists are Giannis Antetokounmpo, Nikola Jokic, and Joel Embiid. Um, you know, we've covered this, the MVP ladder, a bunch this season, similar to the rookie ladder. It's another, you know, conversation piece that we've talked about all season. Um, 
Nikola Jokic. He's been on the top of this ladder for a very long time. Uh, but each of these guys have spent at least, you know, one week or more on the top of that list. So uh, I think this year it's probably honestly one of the most arguable MVP finalist votings that I can't even tell you the last time uh, it was this difficult to pick an MVP. Um, obviously, the the last guy that's been on top the most the past few weeks has been the Joker. Mm-hmm. A lot of people can make a good uh, argument for Joel Embiid. But, and and again, at the end of the day, a lot of people are considering Giannis the best player in the league. So with, with the knowledge that you have on these three players, Tim, who do you think is going to win the MVP award? I, I just, I don't know. I think I would say Joel, uh, only because, you know, they haven't necessarily proven themselves to be a championship team. I don't know. I mean, I guess the same argument could be made for um, the the Joker for the Joker and the Nuggets, but obviously the 76ers have outperformed the Nuggets. And I think largely that can be credited to Joel, even after the, you know, the big infamous swap, James Hart, we just haven't heard (laughs) much out of that, you know, despite him being a superstar, what, really has he contributed yeah you know i'm not not to say that he's been useless but i mean i don't think that he's made that big of a shift to where it would take away any credit for joel you know so like just kind of looking at it i feel like him and him and the joker are you know similarly kind of carrying their teams and the 76ers have just done better so yeah i agree so you're gonna go joel Embiid for your mvp Mm mm-hmm I like it, dude. I love Joel Embiid as an MVP this year. I, Who I want to win, I want Joel Embiid to win. I think he's finally earned it. I think you know the 76ers have been a wonderful team this year. I think the Harden addition, uh, we will, I guess, soon find out if it's going to pay off here in the playoffs. Um, but at the same time, Jokic, you know, he won... He, uh, he won it last year. Won MVP last year. I think a lot of people can argue that he deserves it again this year. Um, so he, do I think, you know, the Joker can win it? Yes. I think he is going to be the one that ends up winning it, but I want Embiid to win it. I do okay. want Embiid to win. I think he deserves it more. He has just been s- such a dominant force in the league this year. I mean, he went on a huge tear in the second half. I mean, it was an incredible tear. I mean, I want to say he was dropping 30 a night, you know, triple doubles here and there. I mean, he was on fire. The 76ers were winning every game. Like it was incredible. The little run that he went on. And I think we will find out here in the playoffs, how far he can take the Sixers. Um, and, and we'll truly see, you know, I, I, I don't know when they're going to be giving up these awards. Uh, let me see. It looks like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see when they're going to be able to officially announce all the awards. I'm assuming it, most of these will come, you know, as the playoffs are going, if not after the year's ended. Uh, but I think we'll truly get to see who is the MVP here uh, with who goes further nuggets. Are they going to go far Sixers? Who, you know, how far can they make it? And then I hate to say, it, I mean, Giannis, he's not even really 
in contention for MVP in my eyes. I think it's going to end up between Jokic and Embiid. Not to take anything away from Giannis. I mean, obviously, he led his Bucks to a championship last year. He might be able to do the same thing this year. We'll have to see. But uh, I'm going to go who I want to win, Embiid, who I think will win the Joker. So Fair enough. Yes, sir. All righty, Tim. We have made it through all the NBA awards. Uh, here for the second half of the podcast, we are going to cover the NBA playoffs. We're going to kind of go through some of the matchups here, who's leading the series, who's having big games. We've got some injuries, unfortunately, to cover. But before we get to all of those matchups, let's take a quick break. Welcome back, everybody. Thank uh, you. We, well, I was mainly talking to the uh, audience. Oh. Not really. I wasn't okay. really saying no. welcome back to you. I mean, you've been here. Don't appreciate that, but okay. It's all right. Well, well, I know there is one thing that I also don't appreciate, and that is the Heat. Don't appreciate them going up 2-0 on the, on the Hawks. Almost said Suns, but yeah. that That's kind of rough, Tim. You know, I know mm-hmm. I voted for the Heat to, to beat the Hawks here, and you know, it looks like my wish may come true. It's not even really a wish. I just picked that. My wish for you. No, not my wish for anything here. I just picked the heat, man. I didn't want them to sweep the Hawks, but it's looking like it, dude. I mean, they're coming back to Atlanta. Obviously, Atlanta's going to have the home court advantage here for the next two games. But I'm telling you right now, the Heat have just, in every single category, looked like a better team than the Hawks. It has been bad. Um, have you gotten a chance? Uh, you watched last night's game, correct? The game I did. Two? I watched game two. And how did that look from your couch? <laughs> well, first of all, it's a recliner. Oh, wow. Um, Excuse me. I mean, hey, that's what I'm sitting in. I sit and I watch in a recliner as well. It's, it's, the, it's the only big- way to watch it, dude. What do you call it? The big orange throne? The BOT, big orange throne. Nice. Uh, how did the game look? I, it was a frustrating game, but it, I guess, didn't surprise me. Um, I didn't get a chance to catch the first game. It sounded like it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> the Hawks obviously played a little bit better, but they couldn't. They couldn't hold on to it, you know. Yeah, it was an ugly game. I mean, every. Every which way you looked at it, the Hawks were just being just outplayed. I mean, they were turning the ball over. It was, you know, Trey Young looked better in game two, uh, but game one was just an absolute, just tragic game for Trey Young. Just could not score to save his life. Um, and then game two, dude, I mean, Jimmy Butler's, I think he dropped 45 on the Hawks. I mean, and and that's the scary thing about Jimmy Butler is he can go out there and score 12 one night, and then he can also go out there and score 45 one night. But he's going to be a force to reckon with either way, you know? Um, I just, man, and Kyle Lowry, dude, what just an annoying player is he? Oh, my goodness, yeah. It's just <laughs> the video little, I sent you. Uh, yeah, his little spat with Hunter. He was he literally ran up behind Hunter and just started nudging him and acting like uh, what was he do? he was nudging him and nudging him and then 
Hunter like turned around or something, and then Lowry fell to the ground. It was just like, dude, how can you like be prideful and respected as a player uh, when you're just doing annoying things like that? Like that's yeah. I mean, I see what you're doing. You're getting in the head of the uh, you know the opponent. You know, you're you're doing all you can to kind of throw them off. And hell, it worked because the Hawks ended up losing. But I mean, dude, I mean, how can you look back after that and be like? Yeah, I'm I'm a good NBA player. Like I'm, you know, I'm respected around the league for my, you know, it's just like, dude, that was so annoying. And this is coming from a Hawks fan, so I'm sure if I was a Heat fan, I would just kind of be laughing and being like, <laughs> you know, you saw that. That's that's how you get inside their head or something. I don't know. It's just annoying to see, kind of like Pat Beverly on the Timberwolves, just like such an annoyance on defense and stuff. But yeah, Hawks are down 2-0. They're they're gonna be heading to Atlanta. Do you think the Hawks can turn this series around, or do you think it is because they're going to have to? If they want to win the series, they're going to have to go back to Miami and win a game. I just yeah, don't see it happening. I, I think in Atlanta we have a, a better chance, but you know, I if if we're basing it on home court advantage alone, then the Hawks aren't going to have it. You know, so. yeah. I mean, we we got blown out game one. Game two, we were going back and forth. It was a definitely a more competitive game, mm-hmm. but uh, at the end of the day, it just it didn't go our way. And so, I, if if these games were more competitive, if the Hawks actually looked like they were going to actually walk away with a win, but then maybe the Heat got like a you know a last second three pointer to win it or something, you know, maybe then I would actually consider thinking that the Hawks had a chance here at home, but. I mean, the Heat have just looked better in every way possible. I know John Collins, you know, coming back from a month-long injury, and so, you know, he he hasn't really played a lot lately, uh, but, you know, I just think it's too late now. I mean, hopefully we can take one at home. If we can take one at home, I think if we're going to take one at home, we got to take game one. Because if we take game one, we can actually have some sort of hope within ourselves that we're going to actually be able to win the series. But if we go down 3-0, it's a wrap, dude. Heat are going to sweep us 4-0. And what a horrible way to end the season. But at the end of the day, we've struggled with a bunch of injuries this year, and I just think that maybe getting just a fresh restart next season might be what we need. So let's go ahead, jump on to the next Eastern Conference uh, series. We've got... The 76ers going up against Toronto again. Uh, another game two tonight that just finished up. 76ers ended up winning on a Joel Embiid three pointer in overtime, dude. What a sick ending to that game. Um, it looked like the Raptors were going to take game two, man. Mm-hmm. It really looked like it. Uh, but the 76ers, man, they, they stayed strong. They stayed strong and were able to, uh, to, to, overtake them on this one so that this was in toronto as well um so what do you think i mean we both thought 76ers were going to make it through this series well you know what are your takes on this uh yeah i mean i i think i i had the mentality that uh it was going to be a sweep and obviously the raptors are a formidable foe if you will i don't know really anything about them scotty barnes is the only person we've ever really talked about um, I guess we've mentioned Fred Van Fleet before. Right. Just kind of briefly, but um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't uh, 
paid too close of attention to this series again because I just really, I just didn't think I needed to. You know, yeah. jokes on me. <laughs> <laughs> I will add. I said Seventy uh, Sixers had a two zero lead. They have a three zero lead. They just need one more win, and they sweep the Raptors again tonight. Was the first night in Toronto, and that's why I was saying Toronto was up by a good bit early in this game, um, and it wasn't until late that the 76ers actually started to kind of overtake them. So, uh, so yeah, I thought Raptors were going to take one at home, and, and I think this was the game that they needed to, uh, to take if they wanted to potentially uh, make a run in this series. But again, 76ers have just – they're too dominant. This first round is – Way too easy for him. I think the second round is going to be one hell of a series against the Heat, but I still think Sixers are going to take it. So let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, Boston Celtics up against the Brooklyn Nets. Timbo, we both said that the Nets were going to make it past the Celtics on this one. This really was a pretty quick answer on both of our parts. We were both saying, oh, Nets got this. Nets got it. Well, Nets are down 2-0. Again, both of these games were played in Boston. They're about to head back to Brooklyn for a two-game series. Uh, do you think the Nets have what it takes to make it past Boston this year? I, well, I said at the top of the show, I, I think they do. But I, I kind of go back and forth in my head because, you know, and I, I kind of think it's funny that we we were so quick. I don't know why. I mean... Going back to our conversation last week, in a like a perfect Nets team, could a perfect Nets team beat the Celtics? Yes. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever whatever the Celtics have done, you know, at at the be, uh, beginning of the second half of the season, mm-hmm. the momentum that they've had, the energy that they've had, that is not slowing down. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just into the playoffs, they've just come in even harder. And it, yeah, if they if they keep playing like that, and the Nets can't match them, and I really think, truly think that it is more than anything, it is just a hustle that the Nets just aren't giving. I mean, at, at least this second game of the series, the Nets had it, but they, I don't think they were playing terrible i think mm-hmm. they were just being out hustled when it all comes down to it that mm-hmm. is my personal take and if the nets don't just work harder mm-hmm. no they're not going to win yeah i agree man it looked like i mean the the celtics just looked like they were giving it their all out there i mean jason tatum hitting some of the clutch shots at the end man really just putting the dagger in the nets just to win this series. And, 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 you know, obviously that's what they're headed towards here. They continue to play the way they are, but I mean, the nets are just, KD did not look good tonight in game two. He was, I mean, if you look at his stat line, I mean, he missed so many shots. He was doing horrible in the second half. Um, I mean, I just think the one thing that the Celtics did that the nets couldn't do was just play defense, man. Play mm-hmm. defense, get out there, stop some of these huge shots. I mean, they shut down KD tonight. KD could not do anything. I mean, he went to the free throw line like 15, 16 times tonight, but he wasn't hitting his usual jumpers. He wasn't hitting his three-pointers. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was an ugly game for the Nets tonight. Um, game one looked a lot better. 
Uh, I mean, at least Kyrie was able to score. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, he put up a good bit of points. But at the same time there, you've got Kyrie struggling with going back to Boston because, of course, he played there a few years ago, wasn't successful with the Celtics. And you've got fans getting in his head, calling him names, uh, calling him, you know, words that I can't even repeat on the podcast. You can. We can we can just edit it out. So Yeah. Well he's flipping them off. He gets fined fifty thousand dollars. I mean I talked about this on our group chat the other day. I mean what do you think about that? What do you think about Kyrie getting fined fifty thousand dollars for flicking fans off or, you know, just you know, again, an argument that I said fans are allowed to be as obnoxious and say whatever they want to these athletes, but the athletes can't respond. They just have to sit there and just deal with it. I mean, I mean, maybe this is a hot take and and I'm not saying that it's the easiest thing to let it roll off your back, but you're getting paid a lot of money. So the, you know, to be out there and the expectation is going to be different. Like I can't hold some, you know, rude ass, fan who paid who paid you know two thousand dollars for a ticket or their company gave it to them for free well that happens sometimes but you know either way i mean like they are a paying customer i mean and i work in the customer service business so like i get it but you know the product is Kyrie, right and yeah yeah i mean it's annoying and it's i wish people wouldn't be that way like i i'm all about like talking trash but like i mean there's a there's certainly a threshold that like shouldn't be crossed that does often but at the same time like i said the nba players should be held to a different standard um they're representing their team their franchise they're representing the organization as a whole Mm -hmm. they're also you know idols to you know kids among other people, you know, I mean, people look up to these, these players and I don't think it's a great look. I mean, again, I get it. I'm not saying I could do any better if I were out there, but part of that is why, well, I mean, the main reason why I'm not out there is because I suck, (laughs) but you know, but I'm just part of the reason you're not out there is because of that. Yeah. I mean, they offered me, you know, I was drafted, (laughs) but I said, like, I just can't take the pressure with the fans. Um, no, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's my take on it. Like I said, it might be a hot take. I, I wish there were a way to somewhat limit how the fans kind of acted, but when they, like I said, when they, when they're the paying customer, customer's always right. Yeah. I don't know. Wonderful take, Tim. Very interesting. Um, but I'm, you know, I loved hearing your side of that. Um, Next up, we have Milwaukee at the three seed going up against the Bulls. Milwaukee currently leads the series one to zero. Um, the game, as we are speaking right now, is being played. Uh, it looks like the Bulls are in the lead, uh, so they may even the series out at one here. Uh, they're still playing in Milwaukee again. I thought this was going to be a buck sweep. Um, but who knows? Milwaukee may be able to turn this game around and take the dub, but um, I, I still think at the end of this series, the Bucks are going to take the dub. I, I don't see the Bulls coming back. What do you think? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think I agree with you, and I, even with this game, um, we're you know we're recording this with four ish minutes left in the game, and right. Something that I uh, I've learned to live by is the game's not over till it's over, and <laughs> That's you know right. I wouldn't put too much stock in the Bulls right now. Yeah, I agree. I think you know they they've got a good team, but. I, I don't see them coming out and beating the Bucks. Let's go ahead and move over to the Western Conference. Uh, surprisingly, Phoenix Suns have uh, have themselves a little matchup here against the Pelicans. They have a tied series at one. Uh, Phoenix obviously wins game one. Pelicans come out win game two. It is announced that Devin Booker is going to potentially be missing games three and four, which really? is super unfortunate for the Suns. Again, they're my pick to win it all this year, but if they don't have a healthy team, then I don't really like their chances, which is kind of, you know, is is that a championship team to you if if one of their players is out? Um, and, and We've they, talked about it. I mean, they they've done well without Devin Booker. They've done well without Chris Paul. So I don't think they need every single player. I mean, is it a big loss? Yes. But, you know, does that mean that they can't pull it off? No. Yeah, that's true. And do we know how long we're speculating Booker to be out? Like I said, maybe two games. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I I definitely think the Suns can get through this series. Absolutely. I agree with you. I'm still not worried about it. But again, it is scary to see someone as big as Devin Booker for the Suns go down and potentially yeah. miss two games. So that's that's always kind of scary. Do you think he'll uh, go back to doing like the red light therapy treatment? <laughs> Honestly, whatever will get him back on the court quicker is what I would suggest. That worked if pretty well last light- time. <laughs> All I know. I mean, he may come back and just be even better than than before if he does some more red light therapy. Um, next matchup, we have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz series tied at one. Utah wins game one. Dallas wins game two. And uh, still no Luka Doncic. I think he might be coming back for game three. I think that's still up in the air, though. He may be missing three games out of the series. And if you ask me, Utah should have won while they had the chance, man. You cannot let the Mavericks win a game without Luka. Um, I, you know, I thought Jazz could win this series. I still think they can win the series. Uh, but if you're going to let the Mavs win a game, and they don't have Luca. I mean, that is not a good look. I mean, that that's just adding more momentum to the Mavs. You know, I mean, wh- mm-hmm. what are you seeing here? Um, I mean, again, two teams that we just haven't talked a ton about. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, they. I think they missed their window. Yep. Um. So. Yeah. I mean, again, they are playing in Dallas, though. Um, the fact that the Mavs could steal a home game without Luka is really important. I think if Jazz could have taken both home games from Dallas and then come home to, you know, to Utah and I mean they wouldn't have had an issue I don't think at home, but now to win the series they're going to have to go back to Dallas one more time and they may have Luka that time. Um so they they better hope that they win both home games uh coming up here. Next up, we have the Golden State Warriors 
leading the Nuggets 2-0 to zero in that series. Again, I thought this was going to be more competitive series. I kind of um, said that this is going to be... Well, it's actually kind of funny. I said that this series was going to be just as competitive as the Boston-Brooklyn series um, because I thought both of these series were going to be super competitive. <laughs> uh, but it's funny because now the... <laughs> Warriors lead 2-0, Boston leads 2-0. Maybe it is going to be a similar series, but not in the way I they'll, thought. Yeah, they'll be similarly competitive, and that's not at all. <laughs> Who knows? Um, man, I mean, I, like I said, Warriors, I, I picked them to make it to the finals here in the West, um, and it, it's looking that way, man. They are just making light work of Denver. Uh, the Joker, I want to say he got ejected last game. I mean, he talking about getting emotions – or letting your emotions get to yourself. I mean, he is just, uh, you know, he, he he couldn't control himself last game, got in the face of the ref. The ref said, I ain't taking it today. Kicks him out the game. Uh, not a good look here in the playoffs. I mean, especially when you're losing and you're on the road, like you want to be able yeah. to give your team everything you can. And when you're out here getting ejected, I mean, you're, you're especially with the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets need – Jokic to be able to win right and uh when you're getting kicked out i mean you're giving your team zero probability of winning that game so right um but anyways what are your what are your takes on this series here uh i mean it's going about as good as i thought it would you know i mean i agree with you i think i expected there to be a little bit more of an edge but uh i'm okay with it i mean yeah I'd rather see the warriors move on to be honest yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, they're definitely a more exciting team to watch right now. And then our last game, we're going to cover the Memphis Grizzlies and the Timberwolves going at it. Series tied at one apiece here. Um, I think it shocked a lot of people to see the Timberwolves come out and beat the Grizzlies in game one. Again, in Memphis as well. Um, it was somewhat of a close game. Uh, but I mean, they just Grizzlies could not stop Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. I mean, this it was a scary Timberwolves team to watch. I mean, they could not be stopped. Uh, but then come game two, I mean, it was a complete opposite of, of game one. I mean, mm-hmm. the Grizzlies were able to shut them down, obviously. Uh, you know, Anthony Edwards still had a decent game, but he was not playing anywhere as good as he was. Uh, in game one, Carl Anthony Towns the same way, really just shutting them down, um, and and they were able to come out on top. So I think Grizzlies really kind of got back to their regular form this past game. Uh, now they're about to travel to Minnesota. Let's see if they can take some games in Minnesota because, honestly, I think whoever wins this next game, the mo- the mo- uh, momentum's going to shift. So mm-hmm. uh, I still have Grizzlies winning it, but I mean, Timberwolves are definitely putting up a, uh, a bigger fight than I thought they were. Yeah. Definitely been a big shock um, just to see them kind of come out strong like that. Um, but I think it was what we like to call a fluke. That's my. Yeah, thing. you think so? All right. <laughs> well, the Battle of the Forest is not yet over. It, uh, it is a foot. It is a foot. Well, alrighty, everybody. We appreciate everyone tuning in for episode 23. Again, it is playoff time. We are 
doing all we can to bring you as much coverage as we can each week uh, regarding the latest playoff games. Again, if you haven't already subscribed on uh, YouTube, subscribe there. If you haven't followed us on socials, make sure you give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Not A Sports Guy Podcast. And as always, we have a listener of the week. Listener of the week is Spoiler Pod. It is a podcast that followed us recently on Instagram. So shout out to y'all, everyone! Make sure you go and give them a uh, a listen on their podcast. Uh, again, if you want Thanks, to be Spoiler listener, Pod, exactly. Thank you, Spoiler Pod. If you want to be uh, the listener of the week, all you have to do is go follow us on one of our socials comment on our latest post and we will give you a shout out at the end of our episode so hopefully you all enjoyed it go enjoy some playoff basketball and as always see ya see ya